Hello and welcome to Let's Talk SOC, a podcast series brought to you by SecureWorks, a leader in cybersecurity, focused on empowering security and IT teams worldwide to better prevent, detect and respond to cyber threats. I'm Professor Sally Eves, your host. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Ken Joyce from SecureWorks. Welcome, Ken. Thank you. Nice to be here. My absolute pleasure. And perhaps to start us off, could you just give a little bit of an introduction to yourself and your role? I'd be glad to. So I'm the Chief Information Security Officer at SecureWorks. My role is, is I lead a team of security experts that protect the products and services that we sell to our customers, as well as our corporate environment and, and the data that, that we handle. Superb. Such a dynamic role. Absolutely. I'm going to drill straight into that if I if I may. Um, I'm really looking to the role, the very changing role, I would say, of the CISO. And at the moment, you know, as a CISO yourself at such a well-established security company, I'm sure you have lots of conversations with other CISOs. I'd love to explore what are you seeing maybe as your top three challenges, the sort of things that's keeping people up at night right now in terms of escalating security threats? Yes. Yeah, so I do get a chance to talk to a lot of other CISOs. And, and some of the biggest challenges we see are around maximizing talent. So how, how can I address the incidents and the security processes that are in front of me without hiring very large teams, right? Because most companies don't exist just to hire security teams. They usually have other services and goods that they, they want to focus on. And so how do, how do we minimize kind of our spend footprint while maximizing our talent to address those risks? Also, how do we think about investments versus the risk we face? How can we be honest about what the risks are and what level of investment we need to put forward to manage those risks? And then I'd say the third one is kind of management problems or or how do I as a security leader fit into the overall management structure of the company and how can I influence change and in operations to make sure that we're being secure from, from the start? So those are kind of the broad areas where a lot of CISOs are spending time and thought really sets the stage there, I think, so strongly. And yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that point there around communications and embedding security considerations by design and the agency of the CISO role, I think so, so important. Really, really interesting. Thank you. And in terms of addressing some of these, so perhaps taking those examples or, or another one, you know, for example, around some of the talent issues too, you know, what are you seeing CISOs do well to address the challenges and overcome them? So for for most of those big issues, especially the talent one, it's finding a good security partner or a set of services that can help you maximize your talent, time, and efficiencies. So looking at what are the key investments, key technologies we can bring in that will enable our talent and will allow us to scale without necessarily growing that team. Looking at data management platforms or security technologies like one that that, that we would offer called Tejas and thinking about how that plays into the process. Also getting really good at speaking risk and business risk. So learning how to communicate with the business in terms that they're used to communicating about. How do we manage these risks? What sort of investment are we looking at? How do we get return on those? And and for a lot of CISOs who kind of grew up in a technical field, looking at technical solutions, this is more thinking about business solutions and, and business returns. And how do I measure those things and get good at talking about those things in, in the risk language and then spending the shoe leather and connecting with your fellow leaders in the company to really make sure you're part of that leadership team and, and that solution. And all those are kind of things that tend to be outside the normal technical track that a CISO would look at. 
agree more. Again, it's this evolution of a role, isn't it? And I, I love the fact you're bringing in a lot of the human elements that are so important to getting that shared responsibility in an organisation and ensuring that level of communication, etc. It's so brilliant to hear that. Thank you. And in terms of the technology itself, so we've really naturally talked about how this is holistic. You need to approach these security challenges in many different ways. And obviously, one of them is definitely from the technology perspective. So in terms of, say, maybe one or two examples, now what are you most interested? What do, you, what do you think has got the most potential in terms of security tech, looking at future investment or just something you're interested in and curious about right now and how that might evolve? Yeah, I think like most technologists, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and, and focused on what's coming next for artificial intelligence, but but not in the way that that most would would sort of think about it. So so we are already using machine learning and some artificial intelligence techniques to help us analyze and quantify big piles of data. Even in the security company, our products that we use, we have lots of sophisticated algorithms helping us parse that data and look for activity. But really on the human helper side, I think we're going to start to see more AI, especially in the security arena. So already we have AI starting to push its way into our productivity suite. So when you get recommendations in your chat or recommendations in your email or other types of things that you're used to interacting with, we see AI more places than than we consciously think about. But really starting to see that move over into helping a security analyst, say, write a final product or make a response or decide on what final actions to take for a given piece of activity. I think I think starting to see those sorts of things is really exciting to me. And, and there are several key technologies that, that, that are going to help enable that. And, and we're starting to see that sort of come into the, the human interaction side, not just the data analysis side. Absolutely. Great, great example there. I think I think that's such a such a strong one. Again, it is this human touch. It's the culture alongside the technology. And I think the AI example is so, so strong in terms of the complementary strengths and kind of drilling through some of the like the threat noise that we can have in terms of being able to support people, kind of filter through that to the insights that really matter and being able to actively you know, respond to that, being far more proactive around security threats. So great example there. Thank you, Ken. That's brilliant. And in terms of this as well, I get asked this a few times as well about you know, the silver bullet. You know, what is the panacea around security at the moment? But if you were going to be asked that question in terms of something maybe companies might be overlooking right now, that you know, could be a skill element to, to uplift around or technology itself. Are you seeing something companies aren't doing but really should be? So, so there is no silver bullet, just to, just to be clear about that. There isn't one thing that, that companies can do that completely changes the game. But focusing on the basics is a good place to start. So ensuring that that you, you're focusing on the detection and response capabilities, right? Make sure you have that rock solid. Then looking at kind of your preventative technologies, multi-factor authentication for all of your services. All those things are, are very important, but they're basic and they're not silver bullets. But I would say most companies, you know, really focusing on the basics, doing those well, are going to pay the biggest dividends as opposed to the marginal or, or the smaller gains you're going to make for, you know, the highly mature programs and sophisticated risk management algorithms and decision making are all great and things you eventually want to get to. But really focusing on the basics is going to have the biggest return. 
Absolutely. I'm so glad you made that so clear about no silver bullet. I think it's such an it's such an important point. I think sometimes there can be misunderstanding, you know, a bit like zero trust security. You know, it's not something you can go and buy off a shelf and install it and it's once and done. All of these things are holistic approach and you can do quick changes that will make a difference. And I totally agree what you were saying about that foundation, you know, things like two-factor authentication. It's around, I think, 98% of threats. If you actually get that cyber hygiene right, it doesn't negate a lot of the issues up front as well. So there are tangible things you can do right here and right now. So I love the fact you bring that to the fore. That's great. And I'd love to drill in a little bit more about SecureWorks itself in terms of obviously the amazing role that you're doing from technology, but also around facilitation and education and outreach around bringing more diversity in the sector too, which I'm really impressed to see. But what are you doing yourself in terms of your own protection, if you will, in terms of your own defences? What if you could just describe a little bit about that for me? Sure. So at SecureWorks One, we focus maniacally on the basics. You know, the area where we're making the most investments, where we're most mature, is going to be in our detection and response. But we also focus on the the program holistically. We are one of our own biggest customers. So when you think of the products and services we offer on the, on our Tages platform for managing and detecting off of uh, endpoints and other technologies for security events and services, so so we are a customer customer of that. We are also a customer of our managed services from that. So, so we use the same services that we sell to other customers for our what would normally be thought of as tier one or tier two kind of 24-7 monitoring and response. And then my team internally would manage the tier three or the higher level escalations and 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 incidents as they as they come up. We subscribe to our what we call managed XDR, which would be the extended detection and response. And that's delivered on the Tagus platform. We use our Tagus uh, endpoint agent for our endpoint detection and response. All of our logs and security events are centralized in our Tages platform, and it is an ideal showcase for our our platform because we are a fairly large customer, and and all the things that we would be out selling to our customers, we are subscribing to ourselves. Beyond that, beyond Tages, we also have a fairly mature governance and and risk process that that we spend a lot of time on, and spend a lot of time quantifying the different business risks we have. We have a risk committee and we have a board of directors that we also communicate with to make sure that those investments are in line with the business strategy. And we spend a lot of time in all those areas. Absolutely. I think that alignment there is really coming to the fore. And I love the fact that what you were talking about there in terms of those different technology solutions, particularly Tejas, you, you're doing it by design and you're, you're demonstrating it by your own very actions, if you see what I mean. So everything you're recommending is absolutely embedded in all you do. So I, I think that's absolutely the best way it should be by, through that experience. That's fantastic. And I think we've got time for one final question, if I may. This is something I was asked on a session this morning, so I'm going to share that particular question. It's kind of looking ahead in terms of upcoming security threats this year. Where are you seeing kind of like the next vector of change in this particular area? So what I was speaking about this morning was about the rise of collaboration of bad actors as one example, and how they're actually reimagining older threats and bringing them back. So, so many things to watch out for, like Emotet is one example. I wonder if there's a final thought, what you're seeing there that we could share with the audience. I'm not seeing any sort of revolutionary kind of changes coming down. So as as a lot of places may predict, you know, harder economic times or headwinds, as we come up, we can expect areas of crime and things like that to increase. So there will be continued financial incentives for these bad actors. But as far as the technology and things, we're actually seeing more of a consolidation for the really high-end kind of e-crime, right? So platform as a service type things or ransomware as a service. So these 
providers are starting to tighten and and their collaboration, their technology is getting better and they're being more selective on who they're working with, both for their target selection and for their returns that, that we're seeing. Those are trends that, that we're obviously seeing and expecting, but we certainly don't expect a downturn in activity or any of these incentives or this bad activity to decrease anytime soon that, that I'm aware of. Couldn't agree more. And I think a really interesting point there about the selectiveness around partnerships. I think one challenge I've seen is, for example, things like tool sprawl or vendor sprawl, even even cloud sprawl. And actually, it can end up increasing risk rather than negating it. So having that right trusted partnership across technology, but also those people factors, support and guidance to absolutely the right way forward and helps you to get ahead of these evolving threats as, as you're absolutely right. They're only going to continue to stay and keep evolving. So Ken, thank you so much. I think lots of insights there and I love the practical examples too. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. Thank you all for watching and listening. We'll be back soon with another episode. Let's Talk SOC is a podcast series brought to you by SecureWorks, a leader in cybersecurity helping organizations reduce their risk, maximize their existing security investments, and fill their talent gaps. With their cloud-native security analytics platform, Tagus, they offer MDR and XDR solutions for better threat prevention, detection, and response. To learn more, visit secureworks.com.